This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to the program. This is Paranormal Shift, episode nine. And before we get into our guest that you see right beside me, I'm going to take you on a little trip here. And this is um, uh, here, here. This is our parlor. Want to connect with us on parlor if you're on there. Um, also, this is our store. Don't let them burn. And you see the shirts there and whatnot, the mugs. This is how you can help us out um, after liking and subscribing and all that stuff, sharing. If you want to help us out with our documentary, this is how. Or there's other there's, there's links in the bottom. You can help us out other ways too. This is our um, our Patreon. If you want to check us out there, help us out. Um, this is our Facebook page. Look at that. We're live. How about nice. that? <laughs> so you can check us out on the Facebook page and um, we, we post a lot of articles on the Facebook page. Uh, you can go back for days. Um, this is our bit shoot, same content, but if you want to escape YouTube sometimes, <laughs> you can go to our bit shoot channel. And today we have William Ramsey. As you, as you see, he's been on our show twice. Um, the first one was about Alistair Crowley's influence on modern culture. And the other one was about the smiley face killers uh, connecting to his documentary. So here we go. William Ramsey, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me again, Chris. Yes, sir. Always good to have you. And your wealth of knowledge. Um, you, you, um, you're coming out with another documentary or is it already out? Well, I put out three documentaries this year. I put out one on Children of the Beast, which was kind of based on my book. I did Prophet of Evil as well. They're all on video. On Vimeo, sorry. Vimeo, yeah. So you can see that. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's... that's so uh, I did kind of... I think the documentaries uh, kind of give people a visual kind of clue or allows them to kind of see some, you know, stuff they wouldn't see in just a book. So... Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been kind of working on some other stuff, some stuff on Hollywood, Mm -hmm. And I kind of got sidetracked into kind of like more recent uh, inquiries kind of into modern occultism, um, mainly through somebody who kind of came to me about uh, this group called the Order of Nine Angles and a uh, pretty sinister group. But it kind of fit and overlapped with my research into the Smiley Face Killers, which I was talking to you about. So yeah, uh, I've been doing some research on these individuals and it's kind of fits in this kind of global perspective, this kind of unique environment we're in where you and I can communicate across state lines, but other people can communicate, you know, multi-jurisdictionally in different nations and stuff like that. So I've been involved in that, but I've been posting, I've been looking into the Hunter Biden stuff, which is really disturbing. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been definitely researching and busy, but I've sent you those articles on all these individuals. There's been a recent murder that took place actually this month in Toronto by a guy by the name of, yeah, there you go, William New Vaughn Newtjim. And this idea that they, these guys can casually murder people, this idea of calling, and it's an occult idea, and it comes through this group. It was basically uh, formulated by a guy by the name of David Myatt. You can see his name right there. Mm -hmm. But they actually just discern or distinguish themselves from other groups by their propensity for human sacrifice and yeah. they call it culling and uh he kind of or it's very interesting because i think it this this group is really one of the groups that really grew due to the internet 
And uh, so it's really fascinated with me in that regard. But also because he, the the guy who wrote it, my was familiar with Crowley and with um, the Temple of Set, which was by Michael Aquino. So, yeah. and there's actually docu, there's actually stuff that this guy has had communications and writing pre-internet with people from uh, the Temple of Set and Michael Aquino. But uh, yeah, it's a very, I think it's a very important group because it's also about. Uh, white kind of like they're like a white one, a white ethno state, but underneath that is this really hard, harsh occultism. So they actually call, they call it accelerationism, where mm. they want to accelerate the down. I mean, it's unbelievable. They want to uh, accelerate the downfall of society to put in their ideal version of society. So it's, yeah, it sounds yeah. like Kabbalah. <laughs> it sounds like what? Kabbalah. Like Kabbalah. Yeah, kind um, of. I mean, I think that they have this idea of like it's kind of like old English kind of concepts. The guy who wrote it was very much into Greek mythology and Greek history, and so he integrated all these Greek ideas from the classics into this kind of group and things from like UK group. But he was, yeah, it was, uh, it's a very Remarkable, but he really was pre-internet, but something happened and it took off in the internet. So you see these guys like this whole thing that went down in Charlottesville, right? The mm -hmm. whole uh, Unite the Right. One of these or two of these guys are were members associated with the Order of Nine Angles. So they're like occultists, you know, like literal occultists fighting for what they call the third position, which is like a white ethno state. But they're violent, man. They're really dangerous, but they don't have to be a white supremacist to be in the order of nine angles. It just so happens that some of these people are, some of these people are just flat out occultists. So it's really strange how this ideology spread throughout the world and other people picked up on it and, and took it their own way. They just had two church burnings in Russia that were affiliated with people who were reading ONA material. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine a guy in England writing this, you know, a thousand or 2000 pages of material and some kid, and it's almost always some kind of hapless 18-year-old, 20-year-old naive kid who reads it and goes, this is for me, and they start acting out on it. So, um, I'm going to show you something once I can get out of this here. That This is being circulated through the black community by mail, right? Okay. And so it's about uh, who's afraid of black power, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And then you go to this one. And it's wartime, right? Paid for, blah, 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 all this stuff. But guess who's, you see that? Paid for by the Wow. Wow. Ah. See, that's amazing. Yes. So I, I I got a hold of that the other day, and I was like, oh, snap, this is real. <laughs> so do you, do you know where those are, who is, who is associated with the nine and how many mailers went out to the, into the black community? I, I don't know how many went out. Uh, they have a, they have something on their website. You know, I'll bring up their website really quick. They have a pamphlet. I didn't, I didn't expect to talk to talk about this. So um, give me give me a second. Well, it's, it's interesting because the way this ONA stuff, the ONA is an acronym for Order of Nine Angles. Mm -hmm. it, it like started as a pamphleteering thing. So somebody would get three pages of something, and mm -hmm. then another three, and it grew into a corpus and ideology, but it really wasn't. It was kind of like sharing ideas, but they, 
they have concepts in there where they're always supposed to lie to other people. Yeah. They have concepts in there of Hitler worship. I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah, it sounds like some of the stuff from Islam where they're allowed to lie to move okay. their, um, you know. Yeah, their, right. That's right. That's a part of Islam, yeah. too. That's right. There's like uh, a doctrine for that. I forgot what it was. Yeah, Taqeet or something? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. No, that's good. Black men build, and they they try to stay away from words like communism, socialism, and right. whatnot. Well, and, this, these are, this is an incredible overlap to what I'm researching because they do the same thing. So they don't mention Hitler. They don't mention kind of white supremacy as much. But right. they have little, little terms that shield their meaning. So... Yeah. In the order of nine angles, they call. They don't say they all. Some of their rituals are like literal Hitler worship, but they yeah. don't say Hitler. They call it the year of Fian, which is the year of rejoicing, eighteen eighty nine, uh, from the birth of Hitler. So, all of their time, it's not A D, it's Y F. It's really crazy. Yeah, but a lot of these occult groups they they shield their ideas. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, and I'm looking through this thing. I'm like, if I was a regular twenty year old. You know or whatnot, not knowing much, this would appeal. It, the wording is superb. If you don't know what you're looking at, you know. I'm sorry it's taking so long to download, but um, do you um do you have you has your research found out who the nine are that are that are financing that? No, but I think I heard someone say so. I can't verify, but I heard it's connected to the boule. So it's good. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, have you heard, have you heard that BLM is like really shields its its connection to the Democratic Party? Yes. You ever heard that? Like, okay, so they do. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's one of the secrets because I think Van Jones like had some organization that two of the leaders who are into witchcraft. We can talk about that too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're literally communicating with spirits, voodoo, like literal voodoo, Nigerian witchcraft. So I think there's three women who are involved, and like two of them. Like I laugh with this other demon spirit. I'm like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? And they dress up like angels. Um, yeah. in certain um, some of their presentations. It, rem it reminds me of what happened in Switzerland with the ceremony for CERN. Right. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Just like that, the, the weird looking angel wings, and they're talking about summoning spirits and libation and all this other stuff. It's directly connected to the occult, obviously. And the Democratic Party and Marxism. They they admit that they're trained Marxists. At least one person did, but it's it's obvious. It's obvious it's Marxism. Um, so they didn't have to really tell me that. <laughs> and then you have the Act Blue that funnels money from source and other corporations. But Black Lives Matter doesn't get all Black Lives Matter Incorporated doesn't get all of that money. Um, it's siphoned through to to operate um on different levels. Like um, there's another one called Sunrise. Millie Weaver has been doing a lot of um, um, basically uh, some shows on exposing Sunrise. And it's, 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 Sunrise is basically targeting high school students, and then they'll end up using them as shields later on. They, they are purposely trying to get arrested and whatnot. So, and that goes into a bunch of different territories, but that, that's one everybody should know about Sunrise. That, that's a, it's very important, especially parents. Wow. They're, these naive kids. Um, to go along with this um, communist ideal. Of course, it goes into the green agenda and all these other things. But, I mean, it, it has to be a spirit behind all of it, right? And yeah. because you know that um, Marxism came from Satanism. Right. I think there's a book titled that, Marxism, Satanism, something like that. 
there's actually a recent book that talked about Marx and his ideas. He was writing poetry about Lucifer and Satanism and satanic ideals. Yeah. And even the symbol of the hammer and sickle is the Sith or scythe of Saturn, right? So Saturn, Saturn yeah. takes the scythe through humanity and cuts it. So, and there's yeah. stuff like there's research where he flat out says like, yeah, I've created this ideology to overthrow governments and create chaos. I don't know what his exact verbatim words are, but Marxism isn't good. I mean, I'm, I, we live in really perilous times. I got to tell you, because there's a lot of things out there. If you're young and, and naive and you could end up in some bad stuff, you do not want to get involved in ONA in any way, shape or form. Or yeah. cult is really about that because terrible stuff. Yeah. So here it is. I had it on my desktop, so I just forget to download. <laughs> Wartime uh, issue issue one, June twenty twenty, uh, Black Men's Survival Guide Part One, and they go into the intruder. There's, the there's the Vitruvian Man, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's kind of a cult in its own sense. Yeah, then they get all, all of these um, quotes from people that are, are past, and that's the whole content and what whatever. And they, they go into wellness and self-defense and all this other stuff, but it's really about a war that's uh, and they you know all this coronavirus and whatnot. Uh, anybody that's watching, you can go download this uh, blackmen.build. Um, like I said, the wording is very vague. It doesn't seem like it's it's communist, but it's it's there. It's there. Um, so anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on this thing. But, but it looks like they, it's well put together, like somebody had some uh, technical knowledge. and Yes. It looks yes. good. Like it's clean. It, it looks like they spend a lot of money on this. Yeah. So um, we know that from uh, a, a long while ago, these same communist uh, ideology, um, the people that, the proponents of communism, they used, it doesn't matter if it's black or uh, Chinese or Japanese, they always use two groups against each other, and that's how they they're able to overturn a, a, a government or a country. At, at that, you, see, you know, you know about Mao and what he did and everything. Sure. So, it's all the same program. But to see when I saw the nine on that thing, I said my eyes lit up. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's crazy. It's an incredible number because it's like the power number before you go back to ten is nine, and there's all kinds of occult things of like. I think the guy's name is Puharik. We're in contact with the nine. And if you go through Esalen, if you ever heard of Esalen, which is kind of like a new age spiritual center, kind of near in California, kind of, uh, I guess it would be Carmel or something like that. But they were literally in contact with the nine. And so many famous people went through there, like Timothy Leary, uh, Robert, Anton Wilson, even Charles Manson was there like three days before the Manson murders. So yeah. Esalen is really weird, but this nine theme does pop up. And I think Peter Lavenda talks about that as well in one of his books, like this, this concept of like ascended masters or something like that, influencing yeah. people. So that's, uh, well, that's definitely not a Christian number. I'll bring one up. Gene okay. Roddenberry. I'm, I'm actually, the stuff I'm going to show here, I'm actually researching for my documentary, but I don't care. It's, it's public knowledge. It's people that can't put it together sometimes. Um, Dean Roddenberry, he was in contact with something called the Council of Nine. Council of Nine, yeah. And they are the ones that influenced him to write Star Trek. Right? Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't physical beings. They're, it's a spiritual group. Of course, there's probably more than nine, you know, but they called him. And I'm going to show you some evidence from 
past, the past why that guy you just talked about, um, he would mention Greek stuff or whatever. You're gonna right, his stuff. name is David Myatt, M-Y-A-T-T. Okay, David Myatt. And um, so anyway, Gene Roddenberry got this idea from them and um, Star Trek is, everybody knows Star Trek now, but what, is, what does Star Trek do? It, 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 it's new age themes. Um, God, it could be anything that you want it to be. Um, Q, you know, the Q member from Next Generation. Right, yeah. Uh, in Star Trek The Last Frontier, you had this, they had to go and go to this planet way far out and then in a cave, there's this godlike being looking like Santa Claus. Remember, I don't know if you saw that movie. Yeah, I think so. That sounds familiar. I remember yeah. Q for sure. Out of his eyes. We were, as kids, we were dying at that movie because it was so stupid. But the lightning's coming out of his eye or whatever. So anyway, that's, and, and actually Spock is a caricature of Satan. Right. And, and I think that Zansign was from Jewish occultism too. Did you ever hear that? Yes. yes. And they would call, try to call down the, the spirit of God by doing, and they'd have to, you know, uh, hide their eyes or whatnot. Uh, but, you know, they're not really calling on the spirit of God. <laughs> so anyway, um, there's that. So um, anything you want to say before I get into some of these pictures? Or no, show it to me. I mean, I'm curious because I've heard the nine and all these guys. I did a show about a lot of these uh, science fiction guys who were all together. Yeah. Um, um, who all met at the same time. It was Hubbard, Stranger from a Strange Land, Heinlein. Yeah. Roddenberry's in that crew. You know, he's in that same uh, Los Angeles kind of was a nexus. Yeah, this this is from the comic books, so I don't know exactly who um, influenced this writer or whatnot. But uh, obviously, you you're taking the Council of Nine. You got it from somewhere, and so this is basically a group. Let me just read it. And in, in in light of recent events, the Council has determined our best course of action is to shut down the Insidine pro program. The Council of Nine, also known as Council as the Council, was a group of powerful businessmen and politicians who sought to gain power, wealth, and control um, from the, its members. They mainly operated in the United States of America through the manipulation of American politics and the economy. In 1947, Whitney Frost killed half of the members of the Council, appointing himself as the leader of its remains. However, during the quest, sorry, during her quest for the Dark Force. Frost was arrested by the SSR. So, you know, this is comic lore, and we have that, right? Right. And what 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 uh, comic book world is that from? Do you know? Marvel. Like Marvel, Marvel Universe. Okay. Um, this is a whole wiki on it. Uh, they were in the films as well. Um, as you can see here. So, it's definitely... They, they've been, I think this is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if I'm not mistaken or um what's that one oh my gosh maggie 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 carter is that that her name carter is the is is the um marvel universe also x-men yes right? okay so that makes yes. perfect sense though because yeah. you know that the foundation of the x-men and the x is all from the occult and that uh, the guy i met i don't know do you know who peter lavenda is yes um so, yeah, and you can explain that for the audience because they have no no idea what you're talking about. Go ahead. Okay, so Peter Lavenda is guy who supposedly wrote the Necronomicon, that was a book within this. It's kind of fits in with kind of today's stuff, which is the um, oh, what's that show? It's actually a lot of African Americans are in it. It's mm -hmm. uh, 
More, what's that? Yeah, it just came out. It's what's the guy, the Call of Cthulhu? What's the oh, you're talking about Lovecraft Country? I'm Lovecraft doing Country. Right. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. that's fully yeah. occult. So there's a tie into that. We can talk about the Lovecraft Country, but Lavenda wrote the Necronomicon, which is in Lovecraft Mythos, but um, was he was in this kind of uh, New York place that was a uh, nexus for magic. It was called the Magical Child with an E. It was kind of like a New Age bookstore. But yeah. he was friends with the guy who started the X-Men, who wrote the X-Men. And you can see that X comes out. If you look at the Seal of Babylon by Aleister Crowley, you can see that same insignia. And look. so you can kind of look at the X-Men as guys with like magical powers or titans or right. uh, transhumanists. You could view them as that. Um, yes. But if you pull up the seal, if you feel like it, you can pull up Crowley's Seal of Babylon and see that X right there. Run that right now for you. Uh, because um, when you say the write up the X Men, you're talking about the guy in the '80s, correct? Uh, you're not talking about. Uh, I can't remember the author's name of who started, the, who actually did the original comic of the X Men, but I know that that Lavenda knew him, and they were in that same kind of uh, that same kind of group. Same circle, yeah. yeah same circle, yeah. yeah. I'm bringing it up here. Give me a second. Um, Babylon is spelled B A B L O N. It's a it's a funny spelling. It's Crowley's spelling. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you right now. So people can actually see. All right. There's a seal yeah, of there it is. So you see that little circular X there? And, That's and, it. You see the 77. So the reason he changed the spelling of Babylon was to make it more cabalistically, numerically accurate. So he changed uh, it. And so yeah. you see the 77s there. That's a huge number in Crowley. And that right. AA represents the Astrum Argentum or Silver Star, which references the moon. But that was really Crowley's own um, independent order, like a magical order. But mm -hmm. it's not, it was almost kind of like a pre internet way where you wouldn't have a group. The way that he structured it was you would find a guy and he would, he would initiate you. And now he would be the one person to train you if he would take you on board. And so you'd never know anybody else in that group. It's pretty uh, interesting yeah. concept. But you can see that that's where they got that X. Is it's all over the world now. What's I think the most recent X Men movie was the highest grossing film of all time, right? The last one? Oh no, it, oh, it actually bombed. They bombed. Okay. Yeah, what was, was the one, which is the one that sold like two billion dollars in sales? Do you remember? X Men. I don't think it was, it was, you're talking oh, about maybe it was the Avengers. You're talking about the Avengers, yeah. I get it mixed up. Huh? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so people, it's the X Men logo. This is the Seal of Babylon. Um, I need to find, I don't remember the doggone name of the guy that actually made the logo, but Stan Lee is the one who created the X Men. Oh, okay. And as far as um, I, I can't, I can't bring up the book now to prove it to you guys, but he was going on acid, I think it was acid trips with, um, one of these um, Huxleys or somebody like that. Um, one of the brothers is Huxley that had the two brothers. Yeah, so it was uh, Aldous and what was the other brother's name? Who was at the UN? Alden. Uh, Aldous Huxley and his brother yeah. was Julian. Yeah. Julian. Ju Huxley. Yes, there we go. So um, uh, Stanley was friends with him or whatnot or acquaintances, and uh, he's the one who made the X Men, but. Um, Later on, the they adopted um, in the eighties. This became more pronounced. Okay. So 
Um, that's when I started reading comics anyway. So you know more than me. My comic book knowledge is not. <laughs> yeah. This... But that's interesting. I mean, these guys are all in LA at the same time. Huxley, mm -hmm. Lee, Hubbard, all these guys. And this is pretty remarkable that they went back to Lovecraft. It's kind of a, these guys all, and it's interesting because he actually ties into the order of nine angles because they're kind of, uh, they're kind of, Cosmo cosmology or whatever doesn't just have Satan. It has all these dark gods that go back to Sumeria. Goes back uh, to Sumeria. So you'll see this really weird, like almost Arabic type names of gods that go back to the all the way back to the Middle East. Yes. Um, and then it goes back to Baal and some other gods as right. well. Right. Um, so uh, uh, the, yeah, uh, uh, um, big Biggie twenty one. I think it's Biggie or Big J21. You pointed out it's Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. I think that's it. Yeah, there's an article with Lavenda and Chris Claremont, I think it is. Yeah. I have to go him. back and find it. He said the artist for X-Men, Chris Claremont, study at the famous occult bookstore. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's X-Men. This is Lovecraft Country. This, uh, for people that don't know, anytime you see a squid-like um, demonic Entity, it's usually Tachulu or that's how you say it, Tachulu. Cthulhu, I don't know. Cthulhu or Cthulhu, right? And it goes back to Lovecraft. He was talking about the great old ones. Really, he's talking about the old gods. And so this move, this I'm actually going to be talking about this, Lord willing, tomorrow. We're going to do a review about the the um, the season that just came. It's very racially charged. The guy that wrote the book has this. It has really no connection, you know. Not a real, real connection to Lovecraft. You know what I mean? Uh, he just took the lore and made a book off of it. And the, the, the funny thing is, it's racially charged, but Lovecraft, as far as I've been hearing, was a racist. Really and, hardcore racist. Yeah. Really, so go, uh, go really nasty stuff. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to, you can elaborate on that. Well, I mean, I can't say I'm a much of a Lovecraft uh, that knowledgeable about Lovecraft, but he definitely had an influence on the the occult because even though he was a fiction writer, so many people identified with this kind of universe that Lovecraft had, which was really like godless, sterile. There's these mysterious old gods that are terrifying and influence events, and there's all kinds of weird rituals. I th I've read The Call of Cthulhu. And it's almost like the ritual magic is involved yes. in traveling and, uh, you know, going back into these old kind of caverns and things like that. Like, I think the Call of Cthulhu, something like that went on, or maybe one of these other in the Mountains of Madness or something like that. Yeah. But uh, the, his, I think that, that the kind of subtext or the, the, the stories are all like very grim, godless. And man is just a tiny little peon in this terrifying, huge uh, cosmos. I think that that's almost the same. The theme that goes through all of his books is yeah, and subject just, to these horrible, right. horrible entities. This is the actual. This is the the inspiration for the TV show. It's not. It's written by Matt Ruff. Okay, and there you see the tentacles right there and whatnot. Then you see the KKK mask. Um, but I, to me, bringing out this in the times that we're in is very insensitive. And I think they're trying to push something just like, um, what's that? Watchmen, the TV series, very racially charged. A lot of things are very racially charged right now. 
I mean, these people literally had um, the, the the most wacky white supremacists chasing them <laughs> through this 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 movie. I mean, it, it's not what it's all about, but they inject all of that. Um, and it, it's actually kind of annoying, to tell you the truth. Yeah, some of that stuff happened and whatnot, and yes, there were atrocities and whatnot, but to bring this out at this time of racially charged division in our nation, it, I don't think it's wise, but it's not about being wise, is it? I think there's something going on where they want to charge us to fight against each other and be separated. I agree with that. Yeah. So as we move on to back to the nines now, if you're late, we were talking about the nines. And uh, we talked about Gene Roddenberry and some, what's this guy's name again? Sorry. Uh, David Myatt. David Wyatt. David Myatt. David Myatt, right there. And so. He's, He's in his 70s. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I mean, a real nasty character. He was part of a group. I think they were, they really were national socialists, but they called themselves either National Action or something in the UK. Uh -huh. he, was, he was raided. He was associated with a really dark event where a guy took a, a bomb and it was the, the London nail bomber, they called it incidents. I think it was in 2000 or 1999, yeah. before September 11th, 2001. But um, yeah, really nasty character. You didn't really have a success in raising people to the national socialist standard, but his occultism was much more um, popular, much easier digested by a wide variety of people. You may not know the core of it, yeah. Yeah, I find I find the theme of communism going through all these sci-fi writers, not all, but you know what I mean? Like the, the early 20s and whatnot, most of these guys are communists. I didn't know that, including H.G. Wells. Right, H.G. Wells was like a Fabian socialist or something like that, right? Which is kind yeah. of communist. Yeah. Fabianism is like the slow, incremental, you know, introduction of socialism. Yeah. So um, so we had this one from Marvel. It, it, for those that are just tuning in, um, it's Council of Nine. It's in Marvel Comics. And then this movie, The Nines, featuring Ryan Reynolds, uh, basically, he, throughout the movie, you see the Kabbalah string there. They turned it green, but you know, it's, you know, it's supposed to be red. Right, right. And so he has a spark of divinity in him from the Kabbalah. And so... Throughout the movie, he's he's having an awakening, visions, dreams. People are uh, contacting him, saying, "You're one of us." Anyway, and by the end of the movie, he he he, re he manifests as a god, and blah 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 blah. So, wow. so it's like he's going up the the ladder towards uh, apotheosis or whatever godhood. Yes, 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 absolutely. And so, um, somebody pointed out the race war is called Helter Skelter. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. It's, yes, Helter Skelter. Helter was in the nines, is that right? Or was it in something else? No, no, no. He's just pointing it out while we were talking about it. Okay, so. Um, uh, said, uh, somebody said, I think Ryan Ryan Reynolds is Rothschild, if I'm not mistaken. It could be. I haven't, I haven't done that research. Um, then we have this book, The Council of Nine, Briefing from Deep Space. And uh, I think this is one of the books where you can actually find a lot of evidence on what's really going on there. So there's a group out there. New Age, yeah. It's absolutely yeah. occultism, New Age. Yeah. Here goes another symbol for uh, Council of Nine. And it, it's, in, it's in different uh, cultures, people. And, there's, and, and as you're pointing out, there's a reason why they pick nine. Even though we know that many fallen angels are around us, 
they have these divine councils. And there's a divine council in the Bible, by the way. <laughs> there's a divine council where God had actually um, set the angels over the nations. And um, these angels did some bad stuff. So anyway, I, I, I haven't done all the biblical research on that, but they're there. And this is a, um, a recording group called the Council of Nine. They have the one of their albums called Trinity. All right here's another book. Idrash. Yeah, so there's in like Indian kind of. Yeah, exactly. This one right here goes off into Buddhism, um, Hinduism, another council, right? Right. This is this is Egyptian. Wow. Yep. Nine gods. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as I know, the Egyptians had 10 main gods and then they had the lower gods, right? But here we have nine. Um, what else? Um, another depiction here that's obviously Hinduism again and Buddhism and all that schism and wisms. And, and look what comes up. I wasn't even looking for this. We talked about Star Trek, <laughs> right? Um, what else there? Okay, so the Council of Nine. Uh, in Greek mythology, was Aphrodite, Apollo, Athena, wow. Demeter, Hephaestus, what's that? Hephaestus, um, Hera, Hephaestus, Hera, Hermes, Poseidon, and Zeus. And guys, listen, I can't prove this, but I'm digging. Okay. But no, can you go back there just for a sec? Because the Church of Satan pops up. So you have the Church of Satan. The Intergovernment Council is the Council of Nine. Yes. And so that's also important. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. No, 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 it's cool. Um, politics, Republic of what's that? Sina. Sina. Um, then you got in fiction. You got um, Alliance of Alliance Union Universe, and um, what's that? In role playing games, the Ascension, Mage, the Ascension, the traditions, um, and all sorts of other stuff, right? So uh, now this, I'm, I can't prove it because with the Justice League, you, you sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's twelve, and other times it's nine. Okay, so I guess make with that what you want. But the, the, pro, the here's the issue: going back to this account right here, a lot of these Justice League members represent those same gods. Flash mm -hmm. is Hermes. This would be Poseidon. Right. This is Diana or um, Ishtar. Um, uh, her name is Princess Diana. In some incarnations, her father is Zeus. Wow. Um, then you have Batman. Batman actually, I, I haven't, I can't prove it right now, but I'm tracing it back to some type of Mayan or something god that's a bat. Um, of course, this guy is nothing but technology, and he's he's fused with with um, magic from the mother box. This guy right here is he was sent from uh, a heavenly place right. by his father. So he's a supposed he's like to be a character of Jesus, but he's like more more or less the Antichrist because th that thing that looks like an S on his che chest is really a dragon. Okay. So, and you can find proof for that a lot of places. <laughs> okay. If you want to go look that up. So, again, I can't prove that this is a council of nine, but they are related to the old pagan gods. And so that right there ends my little slideshow on the council that I found today. Um, interesting. 
Yeah, look up. Oh gosh, are we? I mean, it's interesting because <clears throat> I think there's a tie-in of the Council of Nine with the Stanford Research Institute. Ah. So you can type into Google Stanford Research Institute mm -hmm. Council of Nine. I think all those characters will pop up. Buharich and some of these other like families, <clears throat> people from rare, very wealthy American families were involved in these seances and stuff like that. So I think there's actually like recordings of. Or not like written transcripts of the conversations they were having with these beings. I gotta find that again. Yeah. Um I don't know for sure. Let me try to go into Google's little all. Okay. Let's see what's, what pops up here. See if you're familiar with anything. Uh it says um Stanford. Um Council of yeah, yeah, look at that. UFO database. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> no, no, it, it, and I. Yeah. See, so there's the entities for twenty five thousand years. Alien presidents. Uh huh. Of the modern world, which is at the advent of Christianity, correspond princely offspring of Anunnaki, Egypt's great Ennead, as well as Hellenistic Zeus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've been around different cultures and. You know, they, they all give the same message. It's about um, stopping your nuclear program, coming together as a world in one, you know, one world religion or whatever, right. uh, and government. And also the Christians are a problem. <laughs> we need to figure right. it out. It's like the UN. It's like the UN. Can you scroll yeah. down and see what Society of the Nine says? Thanks. Yeah. Indian Emperor. Secret Society of the Nine Unknown Men. See, so then you've got all over the world in separate cultures. Mm -hmm. And what's this, the Nine Worlds? Yeah. Oh, this is good. I'm glad we found this. In the Kabbalah, you know how in Nordic, um, Norse mythology, as they're saying right here, you have the Nine Realms? Uh-huh. It's also in the Kabbalah. Right. Yeah, I'll show you the book. I'll, I'll yeah. look up the book really quick to show but if you. you you can just go back there for one second, Chris, because okay. right. that was the person whose name I was remembering is Lab Nine. So if you uh, look there, it says Lab Nine, Nine again, a research team for paranormal phenomenon, channeled a member of the Council of Nine in the 1970s, Andrea Puharch. That's who I was mentioning. In Glencoe, Maine, okay. called the Roundtable Foundation. Their team was called Lab Nine. Mm -hmm. And there goes Roddenberry again. Yeah. And I think. I didn't hear oh, you. oh, I was just saying that uh, these are like occultist psychics, clairvoyance, mm -hmm. Indian mystic named Vinod. And then the, this is their nine our nine principles, right? Yeah. So just like you were saying, without even reading this, I'm an emissary of the nine. There are nine principles of the universe. Together we are one. <laughs> uh, the ascended masters, ufology. In fact, you know what? Wasn't this... Lab Nine and the Transformers movie or something like that. Oh, I gotta look that up. Transformers, uh, the first, the first one that came out, they had the the hidden um, in the Hoover Dam, and there were seven or nine. I can't remember. If anybody remembers, let us know. Um, okay, so ufology. We have the sighting of nine UFOs in groups of six and three. Were widely seen throughout the United States during the UFO flap of 1947, starting in the Pacific Northwest in 1989. Bob Lazar claimed to have witnessed nine UFOs at Air S4 in Greenland in 
Groom Lake region, Area 51. Interesting. I'm kind of, I'm glad I found this. <laughs> no, there you go. I mean, you've got, uh, you've got the basis of a book. I would like to know more about that uh, original pamphlet that you you sent or you showed me. As words. Oh, yeah. He was I'm really gonna, behind that. Like, yeah. that would be fascinating. I'm, I'm going to look up another book here. The the one I told you about, the Kabbalah. Um, Kabbalah. I think it's Kabbalah Secrets at Every Christian's Secrets. Right? And they talk about, they, they even have some references that seem to be connected to artificial intelligence, believe it or not. So this is Kabbalah Secrets Christians Need to Know. And in there, I can't pull it up now because I don't have the book on my laptop. I mean, my, my desktop here. Um, but it talks about the kosher pig and God and Jewish mysticism. And this is this this is this is one of the religions that's overlooked in a lot of places. This is very important that people understand this religion right here um, because it's, it's it's linked to Gnosticism and, of course, Jewish mysticism. And so the concepts in here are we're we're intertwined with these concepts today. And what they want to do is they want to foment a culture of depravity so that they can rise right they can raise the antichrist okay you also see um in in um the fall brothers film um what's it called again um oh my goodness which one uh was it uh the beast one yes it was uh belly of the beast belly of the beast belly of the beast it's the same concept in there from the masons they want to raise an antichrist, right? So I just find it very interesting. But I want the people to really see that. I need you to see it too, man. I think you should pick it up. I think they would call it in the new age. They would call it the Matria, the Matria, 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 or whatever it is. Hey, I read about that the other day in our review for Raised by Wolves. I think if you go look at that, you'll be blown away at how much stuff they have in there dealing with the Maitreya. In fact, the... the so Raised by Wolves has that too. Interesting. I'm talking to somebody about that tomorrow. I'm talking about that. Uh, the Mithraism and all that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Mithraism, right? So mm -hmm. I've got his... Uh, I actually have his book right here. I'll actually promote his book right here. It's called... Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you should have it on. You yeah. can talk to him too because he's uh, super well-read. Sure. His book is uh, Raised by Wolves, War of the Worldviews, an examination mm -hmm. of season one, of the Aaron Guzikowski and Ridley Scott show. Oh my goodness! Yes, I wish I wish I knew about him before because we went. We I think we did like an hour hour and a half, um, trying to break down that. And it's a ton of stuff in there. We didn't cover everything, you know. You so, got to look on it. How many pages? This two hundred pages, pictures, the whole bit, lots of references. Oh. So you can listen to it tomorrow when I post it, or um, you should have Ken on. I'll send you his email. I don't know if you know him or not. No, I don't know him, but. Oh, uh, sure. I'll make you the introduction if you like to talk to him. He has yeah, a sure. lot of he does a lot of analysis on alien films, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on variety of stuff. You'd be a good good guest, definitely. Kenemy A M M I. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, so as we move here, uh, let's get into I don't know. Okay. So we have here Alistair Crowley and Human Sacrifice. Um, now I wrote that article because people always reference this one phrase in magic and theory practice and then uh, ascribe it to his, his magical workings. But he references other elements of human and child sacrifice 
in other parts of his you know encyclopedic corpus and all those the vast amount of stuff that he re uh, wrote there's other references to it so a lot of people within who are sympathetic to Crowley will just hit you with like these one you know this one element but they can't explain away the stuff that Crowley put in uh, the world's tragedy which is the tragedy to him is Jesus Christ right. and uh, another book called Lieber 66 which is kind of like how he would have his practice he would lay out these books Lieber means book in uh, in Latin so he would lay out like Lieber 11 175 which ties into 911 events in yeah um, so all these different books with Lieber 66 Lieber 77 which ties into Babylon yeah uh, that we had earlier so uh so I wrote this just to kind of contradict this kind of notion. I think that the occultists or Satanists have really been able to have the high kind of uh, commanding heights of uh, com comprehending Crowley and actually were very deceptive in in the public and explaining really what the totality of what he wrote. So part of what I do with Crowley is say, hey, why are you guys admitting this? And yeah. uh, kind of like what uh, George Orwell said, omission is the greatest form of lie. So if people are omitting these things from explaining Crowley's ideas on sacrifice. They're not yeah. uh, addressing what he wrote. And these are just the public documents that people have access to. Some of these occult orders have information that, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't know. They're orally transmitted, meaning they're just talked to each other. So they're not in writing. So it's nothing you'd ever see. Right. And, and, you know, all these, channeling of beings or whatnot you got um lamb oh yeah crowley had done the order of nine angle angels or angles is trying to presence these old gods they're literally doing rituals and trying to create just to accelerate the destruction of the world so they can put in their own yeah uh their own political group that would rival, you know be like what hitler did slave society yeah. mur uh, just horrible stuff like yeah uh, yeah, so these aren't good people. It's interesting. The order of nine. Yeah, I mean, it's it gets really dark. But no, I mean, been, they, they busted this guy Meltzer. I sent you that um, thing. He was going to try to set up mm -hmm. his friends to or people in the military to be shot, and then he got. And this is all at the same. I think it's the Southern District of New York that handled Epstein, Maxwell, and Weinstein. So he was arrested there and sent there. Uh, and is being prosecuted, so he's going to go away for a long time. But he had ONA literature. He had a picture of the Sinister Tradition book was right on his desk. So he's yeah. clearly reading this and getting really lousy ideas. They have this concept within the Order of Nine Angles called an insight role. So you become an occultist, but then you go join Islam or you go um, – that's Sheldon Sampson. This is him right at, the, uh, at Charlottesville. So these are sinister characters. But you go and become a member of a of a right wing Christian group, you become a member of something, but you're still a member of the ONA. So it's almost like a camouflage, right? And 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 there's evidence of for decades now of witches or whatnot, whatever they want to call themselves, coming into evangelical churches and turning it upside down. They'll sit there and they say the incantation or they start gossiping, whatever they, whatever thing they need to do. To destroy a church that's biblically sound, because the I've rest of it, I've actually all, read about that in a couple instances. Some people have talked about that. Mm -hmm. 
And before we um, go on a little bit, I want to still promote this book here. It says Children of the Beast. You need to pick this up. I think it's one of the most in-depth books on um, Aleister Crowley. It, it is a little graphic. <laughs> it is a little graphic, but you know, I think if you want, if you're not squeamish, if you 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 know your nerves don't go crazy when you when you hear about stuff like this, I, this is for you. But don't 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 if you're not ready for it. You know, I hundred percent agree with you. However, some people think that these guys do that don't do this stuff, and I think I I I you can see the citations in the book. There's like eight hundred yeah. citations. And I yeah. show that these guys are into blood. They're into blood drinking. They do yeah. that. They you really see. do. They admit it. So yeah. I think that that's the proof. And like you can see that these people who are cultural figures are into the occult. They're trying to change the culture. They're actively involved in bringing about whatever the Antichrist, destroying the um, culture of the country. They're anti almost all anti-Christian just like Leary and all these other people think that, you know, they always have this really in, in Hubbard. They have this, it's like a, it's inevitable that they will hate Christ. So yeah. you can see that this battle, this kind of spiritual battle takes place. It's taking place in the 20th century. It's really battle right now. It's a spiritual yeah. battle. It plays yeah. out physically or whatever. Yeah. But people, people refuse. Well, not, okay. Let me not blanket it. A lot of people refuse to realize the, um, spiritual connections of course some of them a lot of them are not saved or whatnot but even within christianity it's like a thing where oh this cannot be real oh it's conspiracy theory blah 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 and you know it, it gets you know it gets tiring <laughs> trying to prove to people that these people are that wicked yes. you know and all you have to do is go back and forget crowley and whoever go back through history and you'll see the same thing and it always leads to human sacrifice or some sort of uh, nation that's full of debauchery, including the kids. Right. So, no, but you're right. You're so true. And you can read that right out of the Bible. Just go read the Old Testament and the con conflicts between ancient Israel and some of these other communities or nations states that were by them, whether yeah. it's the Babylonians or anything. And yeah. on child sacrifice, you know, what is it? Uh, What's the god that they sacrifice to? I mean, this thing's happening. Moloch and Baal. Moloch and Baal, thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard. I think it's hard for people, and I think it includes me too, to like, is this really, what's in front of your face? Is this happening? So it's hard to think of, but I think that my intent on writing these articles or even that book is like, here's the historical, this is a real fact. This is evidence. Yeah. These guys are up to that. So, yeah. You, I think you don't see it publicly. Right. I think, and and people are purposefully covering this stuff up as well. True. You know, you have uh, occultists online saying, "Oh no, uh, the Christians got it wrong. Crawley wasn't this disgusting dude. He was a great guy." And so, same thing with Anton Xander Levey, and you know, you can name them all. They're all good. No, they worship Lucifer, and they do disgusting things, including having sex. Okay, I can't say it because of YouTube algorithm, but the, the little ones—they touch the little ones. Okay. I mean, you can you can look at my documentary on Crowley. I mean, it's bad. The stuff he yeah. admitted to is beyond evil. It's the most despicable, most evil, vile things that he was involved in. So kind of whitewashing Crowley is, uh, it's, I mean, if you know all the facts, I, I can't believe anybody could really find, find that defensible. So this is a good idea. I mean, I mean, just a good example. If you look at this guy, Sheldon Simpton, 
Simpson. He went from 9-11 truther into the National Guard, into this black sun. This is a hyper-occult yeah. symbol that the Nazis used, this, this black sun symbol that you know is supposed to bring in energy from some dark realm into the world. It's like sigil magic. Yeah, sigil magic. This is yeah. very dark evil stuff. And the, what's really scary about this, guys, I think that based upon what the information I have, he's still under investigation from the FBI, and he admits it. Wow. But from the information I had, is he became he became a white supremacist involved in the ONA and then joined the military. So that he joined the military, he actually, believe it or not, was in one of the National Guard units that was at stationed at the White House this year to wow. quell the riots in Lafayette Park, right across from the White House. Wow! So this is like recent. This is very recent stuff. He admits right here. I got to call my FBI agent. I was in. I was. I was. He was approached by FBI, two members of the CIA, and a military intelligence officer. So our government is actually wisely looking into these dangerous guys. These guys will lie all the time. They will lie like a rug and avoid anything they do. They're actually smart enough to use um, encrypted telegram messaging. Uh, Some of these other groups, the ONA definitely use PGP encryption, pretty uh, good protection, like super high. Well, it used to be some of the best available encryption out there. But yeah. uh, what's really scary is I think that that was part of his part of his ONA thing, is my opinion, uh, is that they, they recommend you become this insight role, this weird concept where you take on another personality for six months. I think his insight role was to join the National Guard and get that training, right? So he's yeah. getting, and how long he's going to do that, I don't know. But this guy, according to some information that I have, he was in the same occult group, group as Ethan Meltzer, who was arrested this year and is in federal prison. He's going to end up in federal prison. I don't think he's been charged yet. But yeah. they're in this, this guy's from Ohio. Ethan Meltzer was from Kentucky, I think. So fairly close. Um, you know, not super close. But I think they were associated with this ONA. So it's a very, I would say, you know, for people, it's important to understand what these guys' ideas are. And here he is on some, he has a fake name, Zoltanus. Mm -hmm. This is like a modern fascist kind of uh, yeah. interview people on YouTube. You can just hear him talk all about it. I mean, this is super recent. This is like June. So um, these guys are out there. And you don't. Some of these ONA doctrines are, they're against the law. Like they believe they're above the law. Yeah. So the law is for other people. We are a law unto ourselves is what some of the writing says. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really, I mean, it's really incredible. Like there's just events that are coming. They're like more and more ONA members are being thing, but it's almost like a Darth Vader, Darth crew or something like that where yeah. – they don't reveal themselves. They don't try. They deny everything. Um, but it's also, like I said, stated earlier, it's something that occurred within this whole idea of mass communications, the Internet and everything like that, where they can communicate and really share ideas. I think that may be the same with all these other kind of subgroups or stuff like that. But. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, just like how we, we spread the gospel through the Internet and you know, we got apps and all this stuff, they're going to do the same thing. And so there's an upswell that people aren't really grasping when it comes to the occult, the witches, yeah. whatever you want to call them. It's, it's the movement is massive <laughs> and um, it's in every industry, whether you know it or not. Okay. 
So you can just, you can go on YouTube and say, oh, I want to look up drawing. Here comes a witch with a pentagram around her. <laughs> you know, like, oh my goodness, this is blatant nowadays. And they, they go through Instagram. Oh, there's a big witch community on, on Instagram. Big mm -hmm. community, very big. And they're reaching out to guess who? The, the, the usual people, the youth. The youth, yeah. Naive, impressionable, mm -hmm. misguided, maybe don't have a broad frame of reference. I mean, if you look at all these ONA guys, they probably all fit the same profile, you know? Yeah. Disaffected, yeah. Um, maybe not headed for a, a traditional career. And so they fall into these, you know, yeah. picked up these, these kind of more, this is definitely a right-wing radical group. I mean, if they had their way, I don't think that they would try to maintain the republic, you know? Oh, no. No, because they take on the thing of white, white um, right wing, but they're really, you know, communist. It's just, it's just like how Antifa says um, oh, we're anti-fascist, and we know the flag goes back to Hitler. Let me let me bring that up real quick. Let me because I, I don't think I'll, you know the, the the information on this stuff is lacking. Okay, uh, Antifa flag. Yeah, but wasn't the anti-fascist flag? It's a communist flag, right? Right. It's like a communist affiliated. Yeah. Antifa flag. Hitler. Um. All right. Um. Here we are. Okay. So. Oh, what's going on there? All right. Here we go. So right here, this is the newest Antifa flag. Okay. The one you see all the time. Right, anti-fascist. Right, this is this is not this is not new. Okay, right. goes back uh, to the thirties or the twenties. Yeah, this. <laughs> Look at that. It's right there. This is really? not people. They're just reinventing themselves, and um, they're saying that they're anti-fascist, but they are the fascists. They, and then they project everything that they really believe onto you, just like the, the modern day leftist or um, yeah, leftist. They'll say you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist. No, you, you're you're the real racist. So they project all of that stuff on you, just like how they project Russia, Russia, Russia on right. President Trump. It's the same thing. Um, if you if you go against feminism, oh, you're misogynistic. Right. Oh, I'm not. I just reject feminism. <laughs> or if you say anything about, you know, alternative lifestyles like homosexuality or whatever else, oh, you're a homophobe, uh, this a phobe, that a phobe, everybody's a phobe. You know, it's not true. So, but and you you bring up Christianity and see how fast they become a phobe. Right. Oh, it's so true. They hate Christians. Yeah. These anti-Christian types. And communism, communism and Christianity do not coexist. There, yeah. I mean, if you look at all of these communist takeovers, any country whether it's China, Russia, Cambodia, uh -huh. um, all anti-Christian, man. They went after the Christians. They persecuted the Christians. If they didn't kill them, they drove them out. They burned churches in Russia. Yeah. It just, I mean, there were huge tortures of like very benign uh, Orthodox priests. They would just kill them all. It was terrible. Yeah. Super abusive. Uh -huh. burned down, I mean, burned down old relics and stuff like that. So they really want to re- Rechange everything, and I think that that's a scary aspect of, of anti-fascists. Is they would probably, if they could do it, pull it off. They probably burn down any, any church in this whole country. 
Yeah. The hey, and that's the thing. They have to get rid of the church first. You know, um, this this black fist thing, it's always connected to something communist. Always. Do not be mistaken. Always. If you're in some group that uses this thing, it's fascist, communist, socialistic, whatever. Um, it's been used everywhere around the world. And now it's found itself since the, I believe, 60s in America. Um, they set up these groups to cause problems and it's always linked to the occult in some way, believe me, <laughs> always. And it doesn't, have, it doesn't mean, when I say the occult, I don't mean like it has to be what Black Lives Matter is doing today. It could be just something out of Africa that's dealing with Afrocentricity and it's linked to some God that you never heard of, okay? Um, it's been used in the Caribbean. Um, and many, many of these political parties are using the, the terms that that seem that that seem well, like People's Political Party or something like that. You know, uh, National Party for this, that, and all the. Every time you hear those terms, you're gonna see either these black fists or some sort of sort of communist agenda, and it's always linked to the occult. So, uh, since we're we we've taken a little political turn, just a small one. These are timely issues. I think yeah. it's important to address. You, you want to get into? Uh, I don't know if you want to come back and do something on what I call the pizza people, or you want to talk yeah, about yeah. that now, or yes. or you want to go into Hunter Biden? Which one? No, let's do pizza first. Then we can yeah. talk about it. All right. Okay, go ahead. You shoot. Would well, you want to talk about Pizzagate and all this pizza symbolism and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. Because I, I, I call them the pizza people because of um, <laughs> um uh, YouTube's algorithm. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. So the pizza people... It's like a weird symbolic underground. It goes back to the whole events before the election, the release of the Podesta emails, probably done by Seth Rich, who paid the price for it, and uh, really kind of changed the election because in those emails, they talked about spirit cooking with Marina Brambovich, which is like pig's blood and stuff like that that was exposed. Um, they're also within, you can just search the, uh, on WikiLeaks, you can search the Podesta emails. They were talking about the Lima in that, which is a Crowley term, meaning will, uh, will. So somebody asked Podesta for a Thelema. I've never heard that as like uh, in that context before, but just the fact that that term showed up. And they also used the term MAP with an acronym, M-A-P, which is, I think stands for minor. It's like a neo load. It's like a new term for instead of pedophile, you're a minor attracted person. So uh, like yes, yes. Nine. It's in those emails. And he's talking to Dennis Hastert, who got convicted of all kinds of sexual abuse. So there was a big mess and never, never properly investigated by the government. It was all supposedly debunked. It was all, you know, all kinds of weird terms were used against it. This lady, I mean, have you seen the picture of her with a pentagram on her stomach and stuff? I've seen the one with the goat. Uh, yeah. What's Blood, all kinds of bones. Self artist, right? I mean, now, now, which I have a book about her where she used to go into like haunted closets and talk to spirits. So she's definitely, I mean, and these, they, they say, I think there was a term either her or somebody where these guys, these performance artists, don't look at their art as mere art. They look at it as a ritual. They say yeah. that, literally say that. And I think Genesis P. Orridge, who's a Crowley devotee, who's in my book, Children of the Beast. Also talked about that. He was doing all kinds of weird, creepy, sick stuff. So, um, yeah, so there's the sharp knife, and that supposedly ties into you eat the pain. If you look at the fingers of, of 
Podesta. Go look up, type in John Podesta fingers. He looks like he's cutting his hands. They don't look normal. Like he looks like somebody who's broken his hands multiple yeah. times. It's I mean, really strange. I mean, pull it up. Like if you look at my hand, I do not have a worker person's hand. I have like a soft writer's hand, very uh, yeah. on Alice. But look at John Podesta's hands, man. I'm bringing it up right now. See what we can find here. Infamous picture of him. Yeah. Where That's what I'm looking for here. Yeah, there it is. 14 in the fish. Mm -hmm. Look at his weird hands. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. Like, is he like he's broken? Like, his pinky looks like it's been broken multiple times. Yeah. Like, he has abnormal hands to me. And then that 14 fish actually, somebody told me that ties back into Egyptian, um, Egyptian mythology, where I think that Osiris was, uh, was yes. cut into pieces, right? And then thrown in the Nile and the fish ate part of his anatomy. Is that right? Right. And it, 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 they use the number 13 because of 14 pieces, the phallic, and they can't get it. In fact, you know what? I got to bring up something really interesting right now. What was that? No, tell, me, tell me, Chris, does his, do his hands look unnatural to you? Yes. Okay, because they look unnatural. Yes. Um, the movie with Will, oh, here it is. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Um, Impo Wards, and let's go. This movie right here, you guys noticed the movie, okay? You know this movie, uh -huh. right? He is Horace, really? Wow, and the, the, the lady that he's searching for in the movie that's Isis. And they can't, they can't get together, they can't unite, right? right. Because it, it, it's 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 a, it's an allegory for that penis thing, okay? Wow. So they've inserted also in the comic books, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, I think it's called, in DC Comics, it's the same people, okay? So they have a problem uniting, being together, and um, anyway, by the end of the film. They say that they used to call us angels or demons or whatever, basically bringing to the audience who they really are. Wow. And this is where we get the this the the, the term soul soulmate. Wow! And when you get find a soulmate, you're finally getting together supposedly because you've been searching for each other for so long. That's that's the Osiris and Isis um, wow. theme, right? It's amazing. Oh, it it's incredible how much like people are being exposed to this stuff. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So if you watch Hancock, you'll see the themes now that I've told you. It's always going to be some sun theme with the with the with the um eagle or the eagle represents a phoenix and all this other stuff. It's weird stuff, but once you get once you know how to maneuver around the definitions and the symbology and whatnot, you'll you'll get it very clearly. Okay. So um, okay, so pizza people. <laughs> so then, I mean, if you go back, this guy, James Alephantis, was supposedly one of the top 50 most powerful people in Washington, according to, I think, Washington Times or one of the local magazines. And he was a pizza, a literal pizza procurer. All he did was had a pizza shop called Comic Pizza with um, weird occult symbols on the front, yeah. moons and stars and stuff. And so yeah. people didn't know, but he was very well connected. The guy was in the art industry. He had also restaurants in Germany, so he had international kind of uh, international contacts. But also on his um, 
Instagram account, which pe freaked people out because it had all this pizza symbolism. This one? And like, yeah, so that's common. Correct. Do you, like you see the moons and stuff? Yes. The moons and yeah. the half moons yes. and stars. And it's, a, it's literally a downward-facing pentagram. I mean, yeah. No about it. Yeah. So if you're a Christian, this is kind of like bad omens. Yeah. Like. But he, I mean, all even the artistry on the walls was weird. Oh, my gosh. Like, it looks like something from... Uh, like a drawing from True Detective or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I mean, now I think Americans are more willing to accept the idea of human trafficking and weird things that are going on. I'm not saying that there's that happened in Comet Pizza. I am saying that that should have been investigated. It was super creepy. But uh, the symbolism of all that, the Comet within certain communities is a relationship that burns very bright and then tapers off. Yeah. The ping pong has been used in the movie Lolita. All kinds of the ping pong is a really weird symbol and has really dark connotations to it. So, and all these people are involved in that. Podesta and Hillary Clinton is in that area, pictured in that area. Yeah. So there's like a little kind of a wink and a nod of what these guys are really up to. And, and the Instagram account had it said really strange stuff. It talked about Haitian sauce. Like, who talks about Haitian sauce? Like yeah. There were coded words like you would talk in the mafia or in some kind of a cult group. And there was actually one in the context of Epstein that mentioned Little St. James. I think it was uh, it said something like Little St. James. So they knew about Epstein back then in 2016. Yeah. And I wish I could find that. Like you could see this reference. But, I mean, you just look at this. This is just totally perverse. Like, Yeah. And for those that don't know, this is this is paintings that Podesta owns, right? Something like that, yeah. 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 So, and it all came out of the emails that were leaked, and then they, people just researched it, just like this Hunter Biden stuff. So, I mean, back then, this was actually, I think, swayed the election when people figured out that John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, was going to a meeting with this witch. They were like, and blood drinking, like, literally, it was like a conspiracy theorist, like the, the curtain side open, and you saw everything clearly. Like, yeah. whoa, this is what everybody's been talking about. Here's the yeah. proof. So, yeah, yeah um, you, know, uh, you know, the, the sex trafficking, the all human trafficking and whatnot. You, if you, it's not it, right now, we're fighting a war against that stuff. But I'm going to bring up, uh, I brought it up before in another program, uh, a Bible verse talking about, let me go to Bible.com real quick, um, talking about how human trafficking basically won't stop until Jesus comes back. You know, it's nothing new. Uh, they 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 remind black people, black Americans about. I'm not black American. I'm from Jamaica, moved over, grew up here, um, so I wasn't saturated with the whole you know stuff that people got to be constantly reminded of uh, because they want to turn us against each other and they have to use that to agitate um, black Americans. So anyway, um, I think it's Revelation 18. I would say that the U.S. is kind of like a new Rome, so almost like an imperial empire power. It kind of deceives itself by saying it's a Christian cult, country and culture and all this other stuff, but it really operates kind of like Rome. So all these things that happen in Rome happen today. Human trafficking, political murder, all kinds of, you know, conquest for money. So... Uh, it is. It's kind of sad to see that like trafficking is that overt, you know. So. Yeah, I remember when I first started this program, uh, close to seven years ago. 
we were finding articles about how they would do Super Bowl bus at the stadium. Right. Sex trafficking. No, that's true. Uh, I was like, what? You know, so understanding all this stuff, it takes some time, okay? But here's the thing. We we are not talking theory. We're, right. we're talking facts. There are conspiracies. There have been conspiracies since the dawn of man and um, conspiracies used in courts, okay? So <laughs> don't, don't let the CIA, who made up the terms conspiracy theory, um, blind you from the truth. Because they made that about a JFK, right? So... Yeah, ever, yeah, ever since then. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I'm trying to find the verse here still, but you can go on about um, the, some more piece of stuff, and uh, I'll find it real quick. Just, I mean, the thing is, is that people got opened up to all these symbols, these pizzas, hot dogs, these weird terms, these kind of groupings of people. I mean, I didn't know much about that, but also the fact that some of these things just don't get researched. I mean, yes. they don't get, they don't, they get researched. The government doesn't get involved in, in doing that because I thought there was enough there to necessitate a real inquiry. But um, it's a shame. And I think that, like, yeah, it's just incredible. I, you know, you just wonder what happened to some of those kids or what they covered up. Um, but, I mean, I think it ties into kind of like these Hunter Biden, that stuff on his laptop. If it's all real and it's not just a big kind of like psyop, it's really bad. What they're posting on well you know what um some of it you can't prove it's him others you can i've seen enough and i don't want to see no more okay but they're they're also in some of these videos um a, a chinese person that they're chinese nationalists that want us to be free america they don't want us um conquered by china and they're saying that what's coming after the election um, America won't survive. I'm not saying it's going to happen, so don't get scared, people. But there are uprisings planned for election night and afterwards. So listen, we're we're in the fight for our, our country, and yeah. also this human trafficking stuff is a part of all of that stuff. You just you just have to do the research. There's been so many arrests from cartels to to miniature groups or whatever little little cells, and it's bad. It's bad, and Trump has actually put together a, a um a group to fight human trafficking. And the mainstream listen, the mainstream media will not cover it. That tells so you there's, there's a systemic problem, and it's not racism. No, okay, true. They just had a huge bust in Ohio, like 175 people. So they rounded up 175 malefactors in Ohio. I forgot the guy's name, Mirror or something like that. He was involved in human trafficking for like 20, 30 years. He was an attorney. He got away with it because the whole city and all of his pals were also involved. So nobody busted. They never just busted him and they just got popped. So kudos to that. There's been a lot of arrests. I mean, particularly Epstein and Maxwell as well. We don't even know how many people Epstein trafficked, thousands. Yeah. And what happened to those kids? He was taking people out of Venezuela, like really impoverished countries. So. Yeah, the thing they always feed off the poor, man. I mean, sometimes they go to wealthy neighborhoods or whatever, um, middle class neighborhoods, and they groom these ch these girls that are in high school that have no clue. They've been never been taught anything called street smart, and they get groomed. And next minute, they're selling their bodies. They never thought they would, but then now they are. You know, and they turn the screws on them real tight. Like, hey, you want a job? I've got this great job. You can make money. And then next, you know, they're they're in this environment and they can't get. They, 
get afraid. They can't get out, you know? Yeah. So, and I mean, the, yeah, they were, I mean, in Epstein's case, they were like predators in um, like high schools and stuff. And they just made all these false promises. So we'll see what happens with this whole Maxwell. When she did her deposition in 2016, I don't think she told much truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I listened to the show you did with another person on that. You, you were saying that. Yeah. Well, this right here is um, Revelation 18. This is around the fall of Babylon. Um, whether you think, whatever, whatever you think Babylon is, this is the fall of that. Okay. And it says, and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her. Since no one buys their cargo anymore, cargoes of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, mirth, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle uh, and sheep, horses and chariots and slaves, that is human souls. So this doesn't end until Jesus returns or, you know, Babylon falls or whatever you want to say about it, you know? So I found that interesting uh, about a year or two ago. And I was like, this has been in front of me the whole time and I didn't see it, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's very interesting. And um, uh, got a, maybe about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. So, do you want to uh, take some questions? Is anybody on the other thing? Anybody want to ask some questions um, from Facebook, Pinterest, not Pinterest, but um, Periscope and YouTube? You can ask some questions. This man is real researched. So, you know, go ahead and ask away as we continue here. This is about the, um, the cult culture that we live in that's been boiling up since the, what, 20s, something like that. And um, it exploded around the 60s and 70s. Um, through Aleister Crowley's um, teachings, Anton Zander LeVay, and a whole sorts of other people. Um, uh, Hinduism came in through the Beatles. Uh, the, the celebrities, again, they started to take on uh, yoga and all this stuff. And it wasn't popular then, but it exploded over the, the, the next decades or so, 40, 50 years or whatever it was. And now you can't go anywhere and not see yoga. <laughs> it's in medicine. The Kabbalah is there too. That's in your um, in your corporate offices, in your mood boards, <laughs> in your vision boards. These these concepts come from there. And I'm I'm not saying you can't make a plan for the day, but these concepts come out of the the um, the occult, like a vision board. It's like you put up this board and you put say. Um, a vacation spot, car, a big house, all these things, and you meditate on that. You meditate on that because you want to manifest it into your life. That's the occult. You either say the word, paint the picture, or whatever, and you try to manifest this thing into your life. And um, pretty much, it the concept doesn't belong in your home if you're a Christian, right? But I know, I know, I know Christians personally that, that are into this stuff. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, you'd be shocked how much like stuff from modern culture, films and, and things like that are, are come out of the occult or come out of new age ideas, which is really based in the occult. So, mm -hmm. and I think that that changing culture is intentional to facilitate these things that are going to happen in Revelation in time, maybe not in our lifetimes, but 
I think that you can just see within the last quarter century, the breaking down of borders, communication. So I think that they're always just going to kind of keep moving and pushing humanity forward to through the occult and uh, getting people to, to agree with their ideas to that kind of end of the world kind of uh, time of the really the kind of like the Antichrist and, and all that. That uh, I think that that's really where the people are headed. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody's asking how how do the Jesuits fit in? Well, I mean, I think if you want to look at the really broader, there's a really good graphic about like the pyramid and all these little pieces that facilitate Babylon in a in a real broad political perspective. Maybe not so much as, as in Revelation, but if you have that kind of view where the world is Babylon, um, I think the Jesuits are part of it. I think the Scientology is part of it, Skull and Bones, all these different occult orders and groups kind of all come together to make this uh, this this global structure and very few of them are really uh, those of those groups are really Christian groups like kind of humble not huge um, mega churches but uh, you don't see that the the Christians influencing this kind of world I think that yeah, so if you really see the world as kind of like at this time before it all changes, is is uh, which you know kind of like a, it's Satan's empire. I think that that pyramid makes a lot of sense. So the Jesuits themselves facilitate this Catholic kind of worldview. Um, that's part of, I think, in in a lot of ways, the Catholic Church has hasn't really uh, lived up to sound biblical gospel doctrine so yeah that's and that's a whole nother show hey if you want to freak out go look at saint peter's square they have a huge obelisk in the middle and the sundial yeah. it's off the charts occultism like doesn't anybody see this and then you see this huge mass of people walk in there for special holidays and they're just being uh just being assaulted by these graven image images and all this stuff it's uh and it's really just shows it's a worldly power. It seems like a much more uh, world power than, um, you know, looking at some kind of uh, Christ's kingdom, Christ's yeah. kingdom. Yeah, this is um, St. Peter's Square. And the, the thing here is the same. It's the obelisk. I'm trying to get a picture for you guys. It's the obelisk, the same as the Washington Monument, okay? It's the same thing. It's, it's Bale Shaft, all right? bale shaft but it got a cross on top of it and below it is um the eight wheel the eight spoked wheel i think some people call it the wheel of lucifer sometime it's a wheel uh have to do with um the the equinoxes and whatnot right the the the, the changing of the the orders and but it this right here would be the representation of the the woman's vajayjay okay because right, so remember and the obelisk, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah, exactly. So a uh, good point that you brought up there. Another question is, are Inter there... Uh, interesting, just to add to that, that obelisk, my understanding is that it was brought from Egypt to Italy 2,000 years ago by Caligula. So uh -huh. he had that packed up and brought up, and Caligula was like this monstrous emperor and uh, it wouldn't be something that I would want to have associated with the with the church, 
also Caligula had like this boat. He would go out in this boat and supposedly conduct human sacrifices. I got to confirm that. So that yeah. obelisk is not, it's, it's not a Christian uh, symbol. symbol at all. It's the yeah. opposite. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. It's also you'll see you'll go to cemeteries and you'll see a ton of these things because you have Masons buried there, Jehovah Witness buried there because they're um, the, the the founder of Jehovah Witness was a he was into Freemasonry and the guy that or woman that founded um, also um, Seventh Day Adventism or is into Freemasonry um, and I can go on and on and on about this thing but you'll see it in a lot of cemeteries. Um, somewhat, somewhat, someone said. Is there a moment, a monument in London, London too? I'm not sure about that. Oh, it's called the um, Cleopatra's Needle. Can you look up Cleopatra's Needle? It's right on the Thames. Yeah, I'll it's do in it. London. It's interesting. The reason I know that is because Crowley did some ridiculous, like public stunt in front of Cleopatra's Needle, and uh, yeah, that's it. And I believe that's from Egypt as well. Yeah, you can I look it up. In uh, prophet of evil where he was he just did something where like the world's going to change he did two rituals on the same day very public with this kind of co-occultist co york gerald york um but yeah definitely right. yeah so i think we have another question here okay um the person says are there very many celebrities who do who don't prosper without pledging allegiance to satan i think there are a few i think they're actually they had matthew mcconaughey on uh joe rogan and he made his christian testimony you know i thought that was interesting that he brought that up i think rogan asked him stuff like how does that play in hollywood yeah so i think that they keep it kind of uh they, they're not very uh open about it i think chris pratt is a real very serious christian as well yes yes so um yes. but I would say that they're in a minority, definitely. Yes, definitely, yeah. But because even Mark Dice, um, I can't remember if he was going to do a TV show or whatnot in his early days. Um, I believe he's in his 40s now. And they wanted him to sign his name as Blood, and he wouldn't. For real? Yeah. Wow. Know that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find that stuff in Mark Dice's book, and sometimes he talks about it on um, Alex Jones' show or his own channel. Um, Mark Dice is a real deal. He's a, he's a Christian. Um, I think he just wrote a book about Hollywood too. I just yeah. kind of saw that, so I, I need to check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, actually pick that book up on Kindle probably. Uh, let's see what else is down here. Da -da 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 -da. I think I got it. Like you're yeah. fine. I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, uh, he says um, I've seen that in many cemeteries too. Are you? Oh no. Oh no. She's asking somebody in, in there <laughs> a question. So anyway. Um, any more questions, guys? Because we're going to get wrapping up here in a few minutes. So let us know. Um, as you see, for a brief re recap, we went through the Council of Nine. We went through, um, what's this called again? I can't remember the doggone name, man. Um, <laughs> Order of Nine Angles? Yeah. And people can read all of my writings on the Order of Nine Angles. I did a couple shows on it, too, on my podcast. But also at my website, William Ramsey Investigates, if anybody wants a side copy of my book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like I said before, is, uh, the books are good. Man. Um, oh, Abomination, uh, the Damon Eccles and all that stuff. I guess next time you come back, we could talk about Damon Eccles and some of that okay. stuff. 
Um, very That's deep. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that these characters, once you study them, you really can grasp their what they're trying to achieve and how it ties right into biblical understanding. No question. Yeah, for sure. So. We are in the end times. We don't know when the hammer's going to fall and all that tribulation stuff starts. We don't know, but we know that we see the signs. We know that um, it's, it's escalating um, it, through the occult. We have in Friday, Friday evening, we're going to do a show on the rise of witchcraft and, and the occult in our culture. And we're going to go through some articles that will blow your mind. Okay. Um, the pagan revival is real. It's been around for a long time, but it's now it's just manifesting in a way that in, in um, Europe, they're starting to worship the Norse gods again. Thor and all these people. So they've, they're setting up the temples. They're going to, wait, wait, what's that? Stonehenge? They're, they're going there and starting that up again. So we are close, people. Um, but let's, let's um, continue praying for an awakening in the human soul um, as our days on this planet wind down. So um, anything else you want to say, um, tell people where to find you and um, promote, promote, promote. My Vimeo channel with my five documentaries is just, you can go to Vimeo and type in William Ramsey. They haven't censored me there yet. I feel like my YouTube channels are right on the edge of being pushed off a cliff. They're going through old videos of mine. And yeah. I got a strike from a video I made like three years ago. Uh, so that might not be long. William Ramsey investigates my podcast. I did a, a show that they actually kept from going on, which I didn't think was possible. So that podcast is William Ramsey Investigates. And my books are on WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com and at Amazon.com. So if people want yeah. to read books. So. All right. So here's the Vimeo really quick. Yeah, go to – see if you can go to – yeah, that's it. I think it goes into my um, – the pay options. So then it will show the five videos. I don't know if oh. you can do that from your side. Um, pay option? Like, uh, like, uh, what do you do? Let's see if I can find that. So you go into Vimeo, and you go VOD pages. I think it's on-demand pages. William Ramsey would be it. I don't know if oh, you can do I'm not, because I'm logged in here. I'm not sure what oh, to do. Those are kind of, those are not the documentary pages. Those are just my videos that I've also oh, had okay. on there. Okay, so, okay. Maybe you can't pop it up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't see where they actually go. Anyway, they're on there. My doc, my documentaries are on there somewhere. I don't know exactly where they are. Okay, so so pretty much on demand, and and you have links on your website, right? So you can go to William Ramsey Investigates, and uh, I think if you just type in William Ramsey documentaries, it'll pop up on. Okay, on. that stores here and whatnot. Yeah, so check this stuff out, people. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, not, not a lot of people does this sort of research and um, it's very interesting stuff. And as you see, the books aren't expensive and they're, they're lengthy. So check it out. And um, guys, remember, preach the gospel. Thank you for joining me, um, William. Chris, great to be with you again. Thanks for the invite. Sure thing. Don't let them burn. Thanks for joining us. Been a good time. Likewise, man. Have a great All right.